In healthcare, we've heard a lot over the last several years around resilience, and sometimes some of that doesn't quite ring true, doesn't really sink home for us. Well, today I'm so delighted to be joined by Nestle Wilson, who might actually be the living embodiment of resilience. Hi, and welcome to Nurse Essentials, a Cleveland Clinic podcast where we discuss all things nursing, from patient care to advancing your career to navigating tough on-the-job issues. We're so glad you're here. I'm your host, Carol Pahatsky, Associate Chief Nursing Officer of Surgical Services Nursing. Welcome back. One of the many things I love about having this amazing opportunity as your host of this podcast is learning nurses' stories, how they came to nursing, what keeps them coming back for more, how they keep their passion for their profession and the patients they serve. We all have a different story, some with more twists and turns than others. For me, I always knew I wanted to help people, but it took me a little longer than maybe most to realize that passion was best served and fulfilled when I became a nurse. For others, it's a fire that has burned inside them from early on. I'm delighted to be joined today by Nestle Wilson. Nestle is a nurse at Cleveland Clinic Fairview Hospital in the Surgical Intensive Care Unit. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Nestle. I am very delighted, and thank you so much for having me here. Oh, of course. You know, talk about twists and turns. Your story to nursing and to the Cleveland Clinic is such an amazing one. So I hope you're willing to share your journey with our audience. Absolutely. And that's why I'm here. I look forward to this moment to really share my story because I know I always believe that my story is every nurse's story. All right. Well, let's hear it. Well, you were I, born and then... <laughs> I'm kidding. Where do you want me to start? Where do you want to start? Well, well. so so let's talk about that fire. You know, for, oh. for me, I knew I wanted to help people. I didn't know why I wanted to be a nurse. For you, when did that fire start for you in terms of I want to help people or I want to be a nurse? I think it's that desire in you that would always be the definition of what you want it to be. Okay. You always want that desire to keep burning, and eventually that fire leads to a torch of success mm. <laughs> because you wanted it so bad that you don't want to stop despite of the struggles along the way. Okay. So you grew up in the Philippines. I did. And so when did that spark for you? What was your development like in the Philippines in terms of nursing? I started going to nursing school at the age of 16. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yes. And that was in year 2002. That okay. time I was a kid, I was so young and I was just like, <laughs> okay, let's get this done. I just want to get this through. I'll finish bachelor's degree in nursing and that's it. Okay. But then as soon as I finished nursing school, as soon as I stepped into the real world of becoming a nurse, that's when I get to realize this is it. Okay. This is me. I am in the right place. And oh, this is all yeah. I'm going to be. It finally it clicked for you oh, when absolutely. you were actually, the Abs badge on, you're ready to go. Absolutely. <laughs> the moment you shared moments with the patient mm -hmm. is when you get to realize this is the reward of what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing this. Okay. And so you practiced as a nurse in the Philippines? Yes, I did. Okay. What type From of nursing did you do there? I was surgery nurse. Okay. Okay. Yes. In uh, the OR or in the OR. Oh. In the OR, yes. But then I get to do pre, mm -hmm. intra, and post. Wonderful. So I get to see them awake during the surgery. It's my jam, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because that's also when you get a chance to communicate with them, to yes. reach out mm -hmm. pre, intra, and post. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's when I realized I love what I do. Mm -hmm. This is all I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, and I will strive harder okay. to get to the top. So, so you're in the Philippines, you're rocking it as a surgical nurse. What brought you to the States? What brought you to the clinic? How did, how were we so lucky to get you here? It's 
the passion okay. that brought me here. Mm-hmm. One moment I remember, one time in my early years of become of being a nurse in the Philippines, I get to read an article about the Cleveland Clinic. Oh, that time, really? Internet was not like a general thing. <laughs> no, it was not. Internet <laughs> wasn't a big thing for every household. Sure. But then I had a chance to see and read an article about the Cleveland Clinic's first transplant, first oh, heart. Okay. And I said to myself, since I was in surgery, I want to work for the best. Oh. I want to work for that institution that provides the first in the world, wow. the best of the best. Okay. So <laughs> I was blessed with my husband. Okay. My husband got me here. Ah. Well, actually in San Francisco, we lived in San Francisco and he asked me, okay, do you want to stay in San Francisco or do mm-hmm. you want to go to my hometown in Cleveland? Oh, I, he's from here. Okay. Yes. All right. But he lived in San Francisco for more than 30 years. Sure. But then I said to myself, we are going to Cleveland. <laughs> we are the settling, we are the settling there because that's where I see myself. That's where yeah. I feel like Heaven planned me to be. <laughs> and so we moved here okay. in 2016. Okay. And then I submitted applications to Cleveland Clinic. Okay. Main campus, Avon, Fairy sure. Hospital, mm-hmm. BCNAs in different departments. So you're a nurse internationally. Yes. So as, as somebody who's only ever practiced in the States, tell us about that, please. As a nurse from outside the United mm-hmm. States, yeah. it's different. Theoretically, it's the same because we base our nursing curriculum in the United States. Sure. We study from Florence Nightingale to Dorothy <laughs> Orem and everybody else. Yes. And theoretically, everything. Okay. But then the practice is different. Sure. Perhaps one major reason would be resources. Sure. Yeah. Back in a third world country, mm-hmm. if I may say, with mm-hmm. all due respect, we didn't have the resources that we have here in the U.S. Sure. I wasn't that acclimated to how we do things So the here. role looks different because oh, of the resources? Definitely. Okay, okay. Well, back home we had to be resourceful in everything. <laughs> I, I can't even... In everything. Back yeah. to where I practiced, yeah. we didn't have pumps. We had calculators in our badges. I mean, in your badges, all right. Like little calculators, yeah, yeah, because yeah. when you see doctors order for for an IV and the L and a one thousand LR to run for eight hours, you need to compute thirty one drops, and you need to count thirty one drops. All right, nursing students in United States programs. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes nursing math, but this is why we do nursing math. Yes, I experienced that, and I believe oh I'm lucky gosh. that I was yeah. able to experience that, that foundation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So when I got here. Pumps, I was, they're all like, oh, this <laughs> is a machine Yes. that I can just put my IV line and yeah. it'll take care for me. Damn. But yes, it's the machinery, it's yeah. the technology, mm-hmm. it's the practices that makes difference. Sure. But one thing is common. Mm-hmm. One thing is the same. It's the care. Mm. It's the heart. Yeah. It's your personality. Sure. As a nurse, that will remain constant. Absolutely. So here you are, you're, you're in Cleveland. You're not back to being a registered nurse. So you're applying for nursing aid type positions in our organization. Yes. Okay, walk me through that. So here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I apply for multiple departments, PCNAs. In my work day, I even saw refrigerator technician. You don't Because care. every you're, you're day I yeah. would receive from the recruitment department, I would receive... 
we pursued somebody else and oh. this and that. But then in my mind, mm -hmm. This is just part of the twists and turns of this story. <laughs> That's right. But I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to be offended. I will keep going. So, one time, me and my husband went to visit a family member admitted at Fairview Hospital. Oh, okay. During that time, I've already received multiple denial emails from the recruitment department. And then I saw people pushing wheelchairs. I said, I wonder what they are called. Sure. And they, are volu they were <laughs> they volunteers. Are, they are, yeah. And I said, awesome. My husband said, why don't you go ask? All right. So I asked for where the office is. Mm -hmm. I was led to Tina, <laughs> Tina Jacobs and Pam. And right there and then, they accepted me. Oh, the power As of saying yes, ladies exactly. and gentlemen, yes. I said, I wanted to be part. I needed to get my foot in the door. I wanted it so bad. That's amazing. That's why I did yeah. not let any struggle be on the way. Yeah. And I said, I will do everything. Okay. And Tina and Pam got me in. Got you in. And I started right away. All right. So you volunteered. Then what happened next? After four months of her learning that I was a nurse back home in the yeah. Philippines, she <laughs> helped me. Oh, that's amazing. She helped me get a PCNA job. She spoke with Theresa Lattner, who's a medical surgical mm -hmm. manager, <laughs> and she accepted me All right. to be part of her department. And from there, I got the job. All right. And I started working as PCNA. Okay. After two years in medical surgical, mm -hmm. I went to the emergency room. Oh, okay. After two years in the emergency room, I went to the OR. And while in the OR, I studied for NCLEX. Yeah, okay. My reasoning of mm -hmm. moving from one department to another, and if you notice, it's different major areas. <laughs> Definitely. Because to myself, I needed to learn how things go around here in the U.S. I needed oh. to see how they do things in these major departments because these are the tools that I will need in pursuing my nursing career. So it was almost a way to study for the NCLEX even was exactly. to expose your own e version of clinicals. Exact, exactly. I did not have my clinicals here. Right. I needed to expose myself in these different departments. Also, <laughs> that helped me get to know everybody at Fairview Goodness Hospital. Sakes, yes. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. For our listeners who aren't from the clinic, Fairview is about 500 beds, so a, a larger community hospital but still very much like a lot of our hospitals across the U.S. outside of our organization, they each have their own personality, Correct. their own home. And so you found a way to, even in a relatively large size organization, make it your home and get to know people throughout the hospital. Absolutely. And that's why I feel loved. I feel accepted because mm -hmm. all these years that I've been with a clinic for six years now, almost, oh, okay, I've been loved and just accepted by everyone from housekeeping hmm. to the transporters to the kitchen department. <laughs> Hi, Nestle, because right. they just loved me from the beginning, and I want to give that back by... Well, you clearly are already, let's oh, be honest. You. <laughs> You're Thank clearly you. putting it out there, and it's coming back to you. Thank you. That's Thank amazing. You. And this is the place that I call home, too. Yes, yes. So you passed your NCLEX. Yes. And now where are you? I passed my NCLEX while working in the OR. Okay. So I said to myself, should I stay in <laughs> surgery since I was a You're surgical... breaking my heart as the surgical services ACN out here, but I'll, we'll let that go, <laughs> folks. We'll let it go. Since I was a surgical nurse back home in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. And I said, 
well, you already have the knowledge of the surgical mm -hmm. department. Why don't you face your fear? Oh. My biggest fear when I was in nursing school was critical care. Really? Okay. Yes. So as soon as I achieved my RN license, mm -hmm. I said, yes, Nestle, face your fear. Wow. Deal and learn critical care. You are not going to stop doing this until you get to your goal. Wow. What is the goal? To become a nurse practitioner. Okay, I was going to say, so where are you going next with this? Yes. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm actually in the process of applying for okay. um, nurse practitioner at Kent State University. Okay. Because also another talking to myself when mm -hmm. I soliloquize, <laughs> I say, hey, you're almost 40 years old. There's a lot of years that got in the way. Mm. So don't waste time. Sure. I want to step up. You might be the, one of the most goal-directed persons I've ever met. <laughs> Thank <laughs> and you. And I know a lot of goal-directed people. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, ha I, I compute time. Yeah. I am 38 this year, and I want to become a nurse practitioner at the age of 41. Okay. I want to do more for patients, mm. for my colleagues. Sure. I want to invest on leadership. Okay. Because I always believe that if you have something natural in you, you could always share it naturally. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> I'm not speechless very often, and here I am. <laughs> so, well done. There's so many fantastic things you shared with us. And for me, there's clearly this theme around never giving up and resilience. And when you think about you know, what our world and, and our country is going through, there's a lot of obstacles in people's Correct. way, right? We, you know, even those of us who, who are privileged enough to be able to have assistance with tuition or what have you, there's still those, it's hard and I want to give up and life happens and you didn't let any of that get in your way. Yes. So we'll talk about our listeners who are in nursing school now, perhaps, because hopefully we have a few of those. So Maybe they had a t rough time on their MedSurge 2 test. <laughs> they ran into a particularly challenging patient or clinical instructor. And we all went through that moment, at least I know I did, where it was like, uh, I, I either need to walk away or I need to push through. So what advice do you have for that, that nursing student right now who's hit the wall, who's working four jobs while going to school, or ran into a barrier and is thinking, maybe this isn't for me? What do you say to that nurse? Well, I would say that the biggest success in life did not happen in one day. Mm. The greatest success in life is not a one straight way. Mm. There's always that twist and turns. There's always that bumps along the way. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of patience. It's a matter of always listening to that inner voice in you telling mm. you, this is what I want to be. This is me. I'm not sure. doing this for anybody else, but because... I want this so bad. And it's finding time to listen to the inner voice, right? We have phones and books and tablets and all these things and shows, and it's so easy to do that thinking, I'm unwinding, but really right. I'm drowning my inner voice. Exactly, and a matter of acceptance. Mm. You get into this studying, you get into mm -hmm. the field of nursing. What was the reasons? Ask sure. yourself. Yeah. Why am I here? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. Accept the fact that along the way, you will be dealing with books. You will be dealing with <laughs> a lot, a lot. Of, of tears. Mm -hmm. 
This is it doesn't it. stop when you graduate. <laughs> it doesn't stop when you graduate. It doesn't stop when you get your mm-hmm. RN license. It's a continuous education. Nursing is a continuous flow of life. Mm-hmm. Not just yours, but others as well. Yeah. yeah. You deal with crying people. You deal with the most painful physical, emotional, Absolutely. psychological situations. No matter what specialty you're in. Ask Absolutely. yourself, yeah. are you ready for this? Well, sure. I love that. Are you ready for this? Because like you said, you can go to school and the clinicals can be really rich, but you put on that badge and you put on that uniform and it gets real really fast. So I'd encourage all of us, no matter where we are in our life's journey, to really to go back to that inner voice because it can get caught up with even mid-late career, there are tough days. So what advice do you have for somebody who's sort of end a career that feels their resilience waning and says, I can't do this anymore? What do you say to that person? Look back. Mm. Look back to those years when you still enjoy what you do. Mm -hmm. Look back to those years when you were excited and see, am I still excited? What made me excited? Maybe you need to go back to that moment. Yeah. What made me happy when I was starting my nursing career? (laughs) Maybe you need to go back to that moment too, and that could relieve the happiness and the excitement in you that you used to have. Sure. And, you know, that's the beauty of nursing, which you already tackled before you became a nurse (laughs) in the States, but there's no shortage of specialties. So if maybe this isn't it anymore and trying something new and humbling yourself to go back to learning can be really rejuvenating. Exactly. And like what I mentioned earlier, nursing is a continuous flow of education. When you get tired of something, invest in something else within the field. Mm, Maybe you need to go back to school. Maybe you need to go to a different field Mm -hmm. of nursing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you are a leader that you just need to discover. That's right. If you're frustrated with your leader, maybe it's time for you to be one too. Maybe you are an educator (laughs) that you're not Mm -hmm. aware of. That's right. Maybe you're a researcher. Listening to that voice again. Listen to that inner voice and you will still be in that moment of, oh, there's so much of things in my field. So clearly, one of your many gifts is building relationships. It's obvious with getting to know people at Fairview Hospital and building authentic relationships with your leaders and with the other caregivers you work with. So to flip it a little bit as we wrap things up here, You mentioned people taking a chance on you and nursing leaders supporting you. So for the people who are listening who are in some sort of formal nursing leadership role, what do you say to them in terms of how they can help their teams stay positive, feel supported, help dig into their inner voice and resiliency? Being a leader is natural. Being a leader is in someone's heart from the beginning. Mm. It's not learned. It's innate. And I always believe all our nursing leaders have that. Hmm. One thing I would always say is just keep listening. Mm-hmm. Just keep knowing and asking, what do you guys need? Sure. What are you lacking at the moment that I could provide? Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm here as a leader. Keep listening. That's all we need. And that's all the subordinates, the, the the nurses, the beginners, the mm-hmm. new grads would want to feel that somebody listens. Sure. Somebody's there. Somebody's backing them up. I can't always give you the answer you're looking for, but I can always listen. Exactly. Excellent. And it's 
it's always part of our therapeutic communication too. Sure. It's being a nurse to the people you're leading. Exactly. Yeah. Not just to the patients, mm-hmm. but to the people you work for, yeah. the people that works for you. That's right. Wonderful. Well, we could go on and on. <laughs> Um, And maybe we'll have you back and then we can keep going on and on. But in the meantime, as we wrap up, we're going to flip over to our speed round where you shared so much of yourself with our audience. But getting on a little more personal level, just so they can find out a little bit more about the amazing person you are, not just the amazing nurse, Nestle. So what's something about you that surprises people or a hidden talent? Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, I sing to patients. You sing? Yes. Okay. And that's what my one way of creating and establishing my relationship and rapport oh, with them. Okay. Especially with all the generation people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do makeup. Really? Sticking in the field of nursing, mm-hmm. I love singing to patients. And just sing whatever they're asking for? Or is there something Well, you... it's part of the cl- clinical judgment to that's determine right. <laughs> what generation they're into. All right. If yes. this is if this is a lady, mature lady at the age of eighty-two, well, then why don't you sing a Doris Day, Casey Rasera? There you go. How much is that dog in the window? You're tapping into my music therapist roots Six, here. Sixty-year-old yep. guy <laughs> sing a Frank Sinatra. There you go. When somebody loves you by all the way, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a catalog. It's a connection. <laughs> yes, it's it how you would create that link mm-hmm. to establish that being comfortable with each other. All right. And what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Keep dreaming. Well, clearly you took that advice to heart. Yes. <laughs> Do not stop. Be a doer, not just a talker. Mm. And I actually just recently received that from a nurse practitioner that I idolize so much. Oh, okay. Jim C. Carey that works at Fairview Hospital. All right. Be Shout a doer. out to Jim. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, inspiring all of us with your story. Always my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. As always, thanks so much for joining us for today's discussion. Don't miss out. Subscribe to hear new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we want to hear from you. Do you have ideas for future podcasts or want to share your stories? Email us at nurseessentials.com at ccf.org. To learn more about nursing at Cleveland Clinic, please check us out at clevelandclinic.org slash nursing. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or legal advice. Consult your local state boards of nursing for any specific practice questions.